Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Rabbi Joshua Heller, and today we're looking at Masechet Eruvin 69, Samachtet. I often talk to Jews who wonder whether they should consider themselves as good Jews or bad Jews, or are concerned that others may define them in those terms. The sages wrestle with that larger question in the question of looking at a narrower one, looking at defining what level of observance is required for someone to relinquish rights to allow others to carry in a courtyard. A non-Jew cannot relinquish his or her rights. So how far from the rabbinic definition of Jewish practice must one be to be counted in that category? Or to ask in another way, what observances, or lack thereof, put one outside the pale? Ardaf picks up where the previous one left off, but the case of a Sadducee. That case is found in the original Mishnah that started the whole chapter. The Sadducees, you'll recall, were Jews by birth and followed the letter of the Torah strictly, but they did not accept any of the rabbinic enactments, including, for example, the laws of Eruv. Clearly, a Sadducee would not normally participate in an Eruv, and in fact, their observance of the Sabbath would be different from that of a rabbinic Jew, but they could still hypothetically, perhaps, relinquish their rights. But what about other types of people who have not bought in to the rabbinic model of observance? Well, if it's said that the Eskimos have a hundred names for snow, Jews have almost as many names for different types of people who are off the path of traditional observance. An Apikoros is someone who is a heretic on principle due to theology, though they may hypothetically continue to observe some of the commandments. A Kofar is an actual atheist. A mean is someone who has joined a competing sect. We'll wrestle with the question of the meaning of another term, mumar, which comes from the Hebrew word meaning to change or substitute. It's someone who has left the faith, but it is generally used with the connotation of someone who violates one or more commandments, but whose reasons for doing so may be more practical than principled. What's distinctive about being a mumar is that one might be a mumar with respect to a single commandment, but still be observant of many others. So, for example, one might keep kosher even while not observing Shabbat, or might, one might pray daily but not keep kosher. In our sugya, Rav Huna defines a mumar, someone who may not, because of that status, participate in an eruv, as someone who publicly violates the Sabbath. And there are two ways of understanding why he makes this ruling. One is presented by Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak, the idea there is that there is a connection between the violation and the limitation. Because this person typically violates Shabbat, they are excluded from a commandment or an observance that centers around Shabbat. Since they carry on Shabbat, they cannot be involved in something which allows other to do so legally. The other explanation is brought by Rav Ashi. He explains that violation of Shabbat is sufficient to put one outside the pale altogether, as if one was violating all of the commandments. 
So hypothetically, according to Rav Ashi, someone who doesn't keep kosher could still be observant except for that, but someone who violates Shabbat is like an idolater or a total heretic and is outside the pale as if they were not Jewish at all. He draws this conclusion from a discussion taken in the context of the laws of sacrifices. Vayikra 1-2 says, Adam kiakriv mikem, a person may sacrifice from among you, implying that there are those among you who are excluded from bringing sacrifices. Now, of course, sinners can bring sacrifices. After all, if sinners couldn't, how would sin offerings even exist? And in fact, the verse later on, min ha from the animals, implies that even someone who acts like an animal may bring a sacrifice. So the discussion concludes that there are certain types of non-observers, namely idolaters and Sabbath violators, that are excluded and may not bring offerings. And this is particularly ironic, given that even non-Jews may bring offerings, irrespective of the mode of their behavior. Another way of thinking about this is that perhaps intent matters. So, for example, we also see in this stuff the case of a person who was violating Shabbat in public, but then saw one of the sages coming by and sought to conceal his behavior. This implies that even though he violated the commandment on the spot, he knew that what he was doing was a violation. He hadn't rejected the system as a whole. This strain of our tradition requires some consideration. At one time, clearly, non-observance of the Sabbath was a bright line that what put one inside or outside the pale. Now today, Sabbath observance is certainly not unimportant, but is it fair to see any one commandment as a litmus test of being outside the community? In rejecting that commandment, or perhaps not observing it the way that the rabbi specified, is one really rejecting one's Judaism, rejecting the whole system? Well, at one time that might have been the case. And indeed, that view is codified in the understanding found even in some circles today that one who is not Shomer Shabbat, one who does not observe the Sabbath, may not be accepted as a witness for a wedding, a divorce, or another ritual. Is it fair to say that not observing Shabbat in the strictest way implies a total rejection of Jewish identity on a par with idol worship? I don't think that's true of most Jews today. If someone engages in picking and choosing, and is serious about some commandments but not others, does that mean that they've rejected the system as a whole? I think back to an earlier generation of American life where there was a whole generation of shopkeepers who in their home life were observant of the Sabbath, but felt that financial pressures prevented them from doing so in the public sphere. I think that most Jews today would agree that worshiping idols would make one a bad Jew. Are we prepared to say the same about violating the Sabbath? Is it appropriate to follow the approach of Rav Ashi, that those folks are indeed to be considered as if they rejected Judaism altogether? Or perhaps there's a value in the concept of Mumar, implying that people who pick and choose for practical rather than principled reasons may not be perfect, but are still very much part of the fold. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.